everyone. Welcome to the Raising Kind Humans podcast. I'm your host, Katie Doty. If you're here because you want to raise empathetic kids with the tools to make positive changes in this world, you're in the right place. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Raising Kind Humans. This week I'm talking to Ryan Metzger. He's the founder of Ridwell, the recycling company that was established here in Seattle, and they recycle hard to recycle items like batteries, styrofoam, plastic film, textiles, and they also offer rotating categories where you can recycle things like electronics or they might collect items for different charities and nonprofits around the area. It's really cool. When I found them, I was so excited because honestly, that stuff builds up and you want to recycle it, but you don't know where it's supposed to go. And sometimes there are only collections once a year, so you have to hold on to it. Um, But this solved a lot of those problems. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. I love how it started because it started with Um, his son wanting to help out and find homes for these batteries and the styrofoam and the plastic. Um, And then they invited their neighbors to participate. And then it grew from there. So I'm excited for you to hear this story. And then you can go check them out. Um, Check out Ridwell and maybe get your own box on your front porch just like mine. So enjoy and hopefully you will learn a little bit more about recycling and want to participate. So without further ado, please welcome Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So I have been using your company, Ridwell, for several years now. And it's like one of the most genius company ideas ever. And when I found out about it, I was beyond excited. And so will you please tell us what is Ridwell? Introduce yourself to who are you? What is Ridwell and what kind of company is it? Absolutely. So I'm Ryan. I'm the CEO and one of the founders of Ridwell. And what we do is we make it really easy for people to waste less by picking up hard to recycle and reusable items from their front porch. Uh, So we have categories like hard to recycle plastics and clothing and batteries and light bulbs, all those types of things that you might have to drive all over town to find someone who will take it. Instead of that, we make it super easy by giving you bags, by giving you a bin and picking all those up from you and then telling you where all that goes to all of our amazing local partners. Which is fabulous. I have spent so many hours Googling, where do I take styrofoam? Where do I take batteries? Where do I take light bulbs? And then it all piles up in my garage. So having one place to put it all and someone just comes and takes it, it's a little bit magical. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. Yeah. So your story in starting this company is pretty special. And um, I believe your son was involved, which is- Really interesting. So will you share your background, your origin story, how you got started? Absolutely. So I I was like you and I had all that stuff that had piled up and and in my house, uh, it piled up in a room in our house that that was kind of the getting rid of stuff area, the staging area, if you will. And so that's where the the clothes to go to Goodwill would kind of get put out of sight, out of mind and the styrofoam and the batteries and the, you know, those types of things would kind of just be piled up in there. And so at the time I have two sons, I have a son who's now 10 and a son who's now six. And so when the older one was six, that's his name's Owen. Um, he and I created a little project together where every weekend we would research one of these categories that had just been piling up in our basement room and we'd figure out, well, what could happen to it if you didn't throw it away? Could it be reused? Could it be recycled? 
And we found all these partners and all these opportunities, lots of Googling, <laughs> but we did find it. And then we decided to make it a little neighborhood effort. Um, sometimes it was a styrofoam partner that was, you know, 40 minutes away from, from where we lived. Rather than just take our block of styrofoam, why don't we fill our car with what neighbors might have too? And so we started posting on neighborhood groups, buy nothing groups, parent groups, stuff like that. And it really caught on in a big way. Um, and not just in my neighborhood, but people would hear about us in other neighborhoods. We live in Seattle and so we go to other Seattle neighborhoods. Um, and it was a really fun experience. And, and what ended up happening too is the community would contribute back ideas. And so they would say, well, my husband, I want to remember vividly, um, someone's husband's glass, glass description changed. And so I had all these pairs that, that you know, were no longer useful. And, and, and they said, well, Owen, do you know anywhere they can uh, you know, take old glasses? And so we didn't even know that was a thing. And so we found one and then it turned out that I had an old pair that you know, didn't work anymore. So we would then share it with the community. We would have that as a, as a kind of a featured pickup that we would offer. And then that would be our Saturday. And on the way home, we would stop for milkshakes or something like that and be a fun, fun little project that we did. Oh my gosh. I love that so much that you... Tell me a little bit more about why you chose to involve Owen, because it would have been really easy just to Google it and take it and be done. What was your thought process behind that? Yeah, uh, partially it was just something to do that was positive, that wasn't a scream, that wasn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, something that gets them in trouble or anything like that. It was something like positive, hopeful that, you know, we could maybe meet other community members. We could teach him, uh, you know, something about what happens to material. He's now older and is like super into how things work and taking stuff apart. So, you know, what can happen to batteries? Is there chemicals in there? Is there metal mm-hmm. in there? So hopefully some, some of those lessons are things that have, have kind of carried, carried forward as he become a little bit older and kind of into, into his specific areas of interest. Yeah, that's really interesting. So how is he still involved in the company? Does he help you? Does he have any other roles that he plays? Yeah, sometimes he is in is in photos we use for stuff. Um, his big his, his interests have evolved much more towards electronics. He's really into that. He knows how to solder and you know things like that. Way more technical than I am in that stuff. So we do have that as Ridwell categories, as you might know, mm-hmm. uh, portable devices and chargers and printer cartridges and stuff like that. So whenever we have that, he really wants to come to the warehouse, see what came in. He loves seeing old phones from you know before he was flip phones and candy bar phones, stuff like yeah. that. So that's <laughs> when he gets super things. interested, and we try to try to bring him by the warehouse when that happens. Oh, that must be so fascinating for him. How cool yeah. that he gets to kind of continue his passions and his interests through this company. So yeah. how long did it take for you to think, oh, I could turn this into something. This could be a business. This could be a real offering for people. Yeah. The, so when we were doing this, it was uh, 2018. Um, and so one thing that also happened then that you might have remembered was there was a, a, a policy change called China National Sword. And so most of our, our being the Western world's recyclables used to go to China. Right. Um, and then in 2018, they said, no, you need to have less contamination, you need better quality. And so the whole recycling industry was kind of turned upside down around that time. And so that was part of the motivation for us saying, gosh, someone needs to do something about this because there's, you know, what, what is our recy- regular recycling even going to happen anymore? Is there going to be a thing or is it all going to be, you know, buried in the landfill? Yeah. And so I think the combination of seeing that, that stuff happening and then seeing how much passion and excitement there was for what we were doing in Seattle, that was kind of the, the catalyst to, to, for us to figure out, you know, whether that could be something bigger than just a project. Um, there was also three other people who started Ridwell with me. 
And so meeting them throughout the process, they were all people who volunteered in different ways when it was Owen's List. And so it was, you know, developing a little bit of software here that might make us go faster or mm. um, someone who's really, you know, good at figuring out how to do, you know, stops efficiently on the operations side. So uh, having the combination of a fantastic founding team, lots of interest, and then the sort of why now element of, of, of really the larger picture of recycling and wanting to do something positive in that space. That's what led it all to come together in, in late 2018. Okay. And that sounds like a perfect time for that to happen. Sometimes it's just that one thing that's like, this had to happen now. And yeah. like what we're doing, we should keep doing this. So how yeah. big are you now? What, what, um, what's your range, I guess? Are you just in Seattle? Because I, I know you service up north because <laughs> I'm up north, but are you in any other cities yet? We're in lots of areas. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to see how, how far it's come. So we are in uh, the state of Washington. We go all the way up to Bellingham oh, um, and we go down to Olympia. Um, then we have the Portland area, which includes parts of Washington as well. So we have Oregon. Uh, we're in Denver and Boulder and Colorado. Oh my gosh. Uh, and we're in, we're in Minnesota and Minneapolis. And then wow. we added Austin, uh, most Austin, Texas, uh, in earlier this year as well. So we're in, we have kind of five regions we're in. That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't realize how much you've grown since you first started. So I'm, I mean, obviously you probably have plans of continuing and, and taking over other cities. Yeah, we're we're looking at areas in California, we're looking at places back east. We think there are people who, who truly care about the environment and, mm -hmm. and want to do something positive towards it all across the country and beyond. And so as long as there are people out there and there's waste that doesn't need to be there, we're, we will hopefully reach them uh, eventually and, and have an even bigger impact than we've had to date. It's fantastic. So take me on a journey. Take us on a journey. Because I know when the nice person comes and picks up my recycling, it goes in their car. Where does it go? What happens after you take those bags? Because you leave fresh bags, I yep. fill the bags, then you yep. take the bags and, and repeat. So what happens after that? Exactly. So yeah, you have a bin. Uh, that's, you know, it typically goes on a porch. I don't know if yours is on a porch or not, but that's often, that's the most common place that it goes. And then you have bags, you have five of them um, that you fill up. Uh, usually the typical pickup has two to four. And so they put those full bags in the bin. And then we have drivers who do um, sometimes up to 150 or 160 stops. And so wow. what they're doing is grabbing your full bags and leaving behind empty ones, as you mentioned. Um, the stops are uh, sort of, or the days of week are set up to minimize travel. So mm -hmm. you would have the same pickup day as your neighbor, for example, right. uh, every two weeks. And so we'll then take a, a, a van full of full bags we have uh, warehouses that we have in each area. And so there are people working in the warehouses who then empty the bags and then uh, get them ready to go on to a partner. And so that's different things for different partners. Batteries go in these kind of metal drums, um, light bulbs go in boxes, plastic film goes in, um, is actually bailed. And so it's put oh. in these big blocks um, that, that, are, that are that way. Clothing is in these giant boxes that go in, in, a, in a trailer to our partner. Um, so that, that's how the, the process works is it's kind of things come in and then they're sort of cycled through and, and, and then go out to a partner. So who are the partners? Who, who do you work with mostly? Yeah. One thing we think is really important is transparency around where stuff goes. Mm -hmm. And so all of our partners are listed on our website. Uh, we have a transparency page that does that as well as say how much contamination there was from each category in each region. So a little plug to ridwell.com slash transparency. Um, but some of the more common ones, uh, and it varies a little bit region to region, mm -hmm. uh, Trex is who we work with for plastic film. And so they make decks. 
a really cool story and that instead oh. of using lumber, it's a composite lumber that has yeah. plastic, has sawdust, stuff like that, and done domestically, which is a, an important part. That's who we work with plastic film. Uh, clothing and shoes has different partners in different regions. So it's typically groups like Goodwill okay. who are, have both reuse and recycling destinations for their material. Uh, batteries and, and light bulbs, those are uh, local recycling companies for those. Um, and then every two weeks, there's a featured category as well. And so those are a lot of nonprofits, a lot of more niche recycle recyclers. There's some e-waste recyclers uh, as well. So each one of those typically a unique partner that we um, find and in many cases, members suggest to us. Yeah, which I love because um, my neighbor is the executive director of Babies of Homelessness. So you have done... Um, diaper pickups. I think before. I met her before. Yeah. I think so. Britain, is that her yep, name? Yep. Yep. Yeah. She's amazing. And I work yeah. with her a lot. And um, actually, she's the one that told me about Ridwell. She's oh, fantastic. the reason that yeah. I have it on my porch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love that you pick other places for people to, they literally just plop it in. They don't have to go anywhere, but they can still feel like they're giving back. So who are some of the places or profit nonprofits that you've partnered with so far? Oh gosh, there's lots of them. So yeah, Babies of Homelessness is one. Um, Birthday Dreams is a, is one we really like where we have done leftover Halloween candy oh. and they plan birthday parties for kids facing homelessness. Right. And so they put them in a little grab bag. That's a fun one. Um, kids Book Bank of Portland is one that comes to mind where we, you know, we've done kids books. I think there's a Seattle version of those as well. Um, we have some bigger ones like Mary's Place we've worked with. There's one called West Side Baby. That's another oh, one yeah. that's like that. Um, gosh, yeah, there's, there's so many of them, uh, but those are the ones that, that immediately come to mind. I love that. I just love how simple you made something that was so complicated before, but now it really makes life easier for so many people and you feel better about where your stuff is going. So it's really an incredible idea. And I think Thank it's you. amazing. Um, so what would be your suggestions then? What are some ways that kids could get involved um, in either helping out with Ridwell or recycling yeah. or any ideas you have for families and kids? Yeah, we, I mean, it was inspired by working with a six-year-old. So we mm -hmm. have tried to design it in, in ways that families can do it together. And so the bags have pictures on them as well as text. And so, you know, kids know what little battery icons look like. And I so love that. We've seen lots of videos and pictures people have sent of their kids doing that part or, you know, the, the bins on the porch and we've seen people kind of slam dunk kids like slam dunk the bags into there and, you know, take part in that. Um, you know, I've given talks at a bunch of schools and it's been super fun to, to get kids involved and engaged in, in the topic. Um, so they can participate, you know, with, with their family uh, to the extent that they can. I think too, just you know, asking why and what happens to this mm -hmm. and why should I not do that is another important part. Um, Owen and I visited a recycling facility. We visited a landfill. I visited a compost facility. Uh, those are all things that, that some, I don't know if those are open now, but they certainly have been in the past. Seeing those tours is really interesting as well. Oh, you can see how, you know, stuff that uh, is not Ridwell materials, but it goes elsewhere. Like, how does that all work? Or, right. how, you know, what happened? How does a landfill work? And, and, and it was kind of a, a pretty sad environment to see all that, you know, garbage just be buried in the ground. So I think using Ridwell, seeing the bigger picture of how stuff works, where it goes, is, is what I'd encourage any kids to, to kind of get involved. I love that you actually took them, took him to those places because it makes such a bigger impact when they see it firsthand. I mean, you can read about it in a book or see it on a TV show, but unless you're there and experiencing it 
firsthand, it's not quite as powerful. So what a great idea to go. Is that something you can just find on their website or call or how do you? Yeah, get a so tour? Uh, the the recycling facility that we visited is the Recology one, which is in um, South Seattle. It's actually pretty close to the Red Bull Warehouse uh, that we have down there now. And um, so I would just look to see if they have public tours. Um, I know they, they used to before COVID, then they didn't for COVID. They might have brought them back. Um, okay. So could, could check on that. And then the landfill, if you want to see that side of it, there's one in Maple Valley and mm -hmm. that's a King County facility. And so they have tours as well that they do um, every month or every quarter or something like that. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep that in mind. I think my kids would love it. And I was going to yeah. say too, my five-year-old um, Bennett loves his job is to go get the bags when it's time mm. to fill them. So I appreciate the Fantastic. pictures on them because he yeah. does look for the picture and then he'll bring that bag in and he'll help fill it up and then he takes it out. So it's really interactive with the kids, which is wonderful. A, a wonderful thing to see. So I think that's amazing. So you have a few extra things that are coming. I think they are here or they're coming that you've added on for recycling. So how do you decide or do you just look for new partners to be able to add more product to put in your bins? How does yeah. that work? Yeah. So we look to see first, what is each city? Because typically uh, counties or cities offer the traditional recycling to their mm -hmm. residents and they work with a company to do that, whether it's recology or waste management or public something like that. So we look to see what are the gaps that exist in each area? And then is there a gap that our members have that we could fill by coming about it a different way? And so uh, one that we've added recently in, some, in Port, the Portland area first, and then we added it in Washington areas as well with clamshell plastic, mm -hmm. um, which was a really popular one in Oregon, and we expected to be here too. And so that's one that uh, we hear from members often. Now, we don't hear about it from people in Seattle, because in Seattle, you can put it in your recycling bin, but in other areas, you can't. And so that's where we can come in and say, well, let's add this as a, as a part of our service in, in areas that don't have it. So that's one part. And then for the featured categories, that's, there's a lot of things there. We've added prescription bottles recently. We've added yes. bread tags. We've added bottle caps. We have a, another exciting plastic one that we're hard at work on that should be coming soon as well. Oh, I'm uh, excited. Really, really hard to recycle plastic. So yeah, I think we, we, we first start with our members. Then we look to see a part, uh, is there a partner? And then we just make sure that it's already something that's not already taken care of because we don't want to overlap. We want to be yeah. additives or reducing waste um, in, in new ways. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have a place for um, customers to give ideas? We should. Uh, okay. People write, I say we do now. Email us is the best way, help at redwall.com. Yeah. We have a phenomenal member success team who answers those. There's humans on the other end who truly care about the space and are very aligned with our mission. So there's some great people there that would be very interested in hearing ideas. Um, we should have a way to submit them too without, without that. But uh, sometimes we do surveys. Sometimes we do well, social posts idea. where we ask. Um, but yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. Well, I think having email available, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So somebody can write in if yeah. they want and to. And then we keep track of all that too. So they have a, a database that they keep track of and people suggest one, they add it, or they kind of put votes towards it. And then our par partnership team starts there and kind of goes, goes down the list. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, I know I'm beyond grateful for what you have created because it's made my life easier and I feel better about taking care of the planet and, and our environment. So where can people sign up? Where can they find you? How does this work? Tell us all the details. Absolutely. So they can go to ridwell.com um, and that's where they can see, they can type in their zip code. They can see if we offer service in their area. We're in a lot of places. We're, we're going to many, many more. 
uh, we're a subscription member supported site. And so it's typically between 12 and, and 16, $18 a month. Most people mm -hmm. are kind of in the middle or on the lower end of that even. Um, and so that's, that's how it works. Pickups are every two weeks. Like I mentioned, we give you the bin, we give you the bag set, all that good stuff. And then there's a lot of communication and technology kind of in the back end to really make it as easy as possible for families to take part and um, make a big impact. Yeah. And I highly encourage anyone to sign up because it's amazing and such a great, great business idea. It's just Thank wonderful. Okay. That. So I have one more question that my husband wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to know, how did you decide to use a milk bin? It's one of those milk bins. <laughs> that is a wonderful question. So it actually came because in the early days when Owen and I would do pickups, we didn't have a bin. People would just leave their plastics or their glasses or whatever out. But the milk company locally here um, is very popular. And so people would leave their stuff in the bin uh, that they would have. And so we saw that enough times. And then we looked on the side, who made these? That could be convenient, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're the same company makes uh, ours that makes those. They're based out of Pennsylvania. Um, now, they don't put styrofoam liner in ours because we don't need to keep things cold. Yeah, right. Uh, and styrofoam, not the easiest to recycle, but we can do it. Um, so that was, our, yeah, we just saw a bunch of them out. We saw that's an interesting um you know, partner. We had a couple of samples sent to us and, and we're off, off on the, off on our way. I love it because it doesn't look like a garbage can. It doesn't look like Absolutely. a recycling can. It kind of yeah. looks nice on your porch, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, the we, hope, we yeah. have the milk box on our porch and, and that's where people drop stuff. Oh, just drop it in the milk box. So it's perfect. Yeah. It's like a little container that you can keep on your porch. Oh, thanks. Yeah, for it's super that. helpful because some of our stuff, as you know, in the Northwest, it rains as it did quite hard yes. the last oh few my days. Gosh. And oh, so if we're yes. doing, you know, a category that, uh, you know, might get stuffed animals or clothing, even like you don't want that stuff, or electronics, you don't want that stuff to get wet. Right. So it's important to have something that is uh, sort of weatherproof as, as the bins are. And it does a good job. I feel comfortable yeah. leaving all that stuff out there because it doesn't get wet or damp or moldy or anything. It seems yeah. to stay protected. Well, yeah. thank you. This has been so enlightening and so lovely to hear from you and hear your story. I really appreciate it. I'll put all of this in the show notes so people can follow you. Are you on Instagram too? We are. Yeah. Get rid okay. well is our Instagram uh, handle there. So, okay. Yeah, so definitely. people can follow you and hopefully sign up and um, get their kids involved, but this has yeah. been lovely. Thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah. Thank you, Katie. Happy to be here.